2023 marked the era of personal and professional PR. And what does it take to command attention? A whole lot of charisma, or the shortened form, Riz. Pertaining to someone's ability to attract another person through style, charm, or attractiveness, this term is from the middle part of the word charisma, which is an unusual word formation pattern. The word riz can also be used as a verb, often in the phrase riz up, which means to attract, seduce, or chat up a person. Use of the word increased dramatically in 2023, with a peak in June 2023 when actor Tom Holland was asked in a widely reported interview about his riz, to which he answered, I have no riz whatsoever. I have limited riz. But what about you? What is your word of the year 2023? Welcome to Bernanke Podcast for our final episode of 2023. It is once again time for our year-end wrap-up. This is our fourth time doing this and it has become our annual tradition. First, let's answer the question in our cold open. What is your word for the year 2023, D? Before I answer that, I have hmm. a question for you. Did you know sure. about Riz? No, I didn't know what Riz is until you mentioned it to me. But to be honest, I prefer the original word. Charisma sounds more emphatic. It's more powerful. Riz? Really? Riz? I don't know. <laughs> Have you used that before? No, but I think I yeah, I think I just saw it here. And I think it was mentioned in one of the reels before that I saw. And I was like, what the hell did... The reel was about like someone using all the Gen Z slang words. And I... Did not understand 90% of them. <laughs> so I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> we are too old for this stuff. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but well, I guess it's fine. I mean, uh, words do evolve, right? Mm. So it's just that I guess it's a bit hard for us to keep up sometimes. Like, if, mm. especially if you're talking to Gen Z, right? right? Like, what? <laughs> and Gen Z people grew up with YouTube, grew up with influencers you need to have charisma i suppose that's why riz is mm. often used riz fluencers <laughs> and speaking of which i think it was a youtuber who apparently made this word popular like apparently he yeah. and his friends use it probably something they mm. made up so to be fair maybe for us we probably invented some words as friends before also but we, uh, just you know i can't remember anything right now but i'm sure we did right like catchphrases mm. and whatnot yeah but what? Just that we're not that popular to make it popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we would have similar words before, right? Like when we refer to somebody who has charisma, what mm. words would we use? Uh, X Factor. Or oh, maybe X Factor. Oh my God, ah. that's so 90s. I am. <laughs> <Lingo>. <laughs> yes. So we did have our own terms, I think. Uh, and in the Philippines, they are constantly Bringing up, uh, inventing words as well, especially gay lingo, remember? Ah, yes, yes, there would yes. all, be yeah, all these like. words, eme or whatever it is right now. So I think, yeah, it just happens that words tend to evolve. No, I was just going to ask, if it's the word of 2023, that means if you buy a dictionary right now, you would see the word riz? Is that what it means? 
I guess because this is supposed to be Oxford's word. Wait, let me find the article. Okay, but who buys dictionary nowadays, right? <laughs> Maybe online. I think it's Maybe online, online. Okay. because it mentions that there was a uptick. Right, so I think mm. people search for what is the meaning, but maybe it ne- it's not necessarily that the word itself is popular. It's just that mm. maybe Tom Holland used it in a in that interview, and all the older people like us were like, "What the what, what the does heck? that mean?" And then googled for it, and that's why it became popular. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Okay, sorry to cut you. What is right? your word for twenty twenty-three D? Well, it's not Riz, but it also starts with R, so Ray? it's. <laughs> No, <laughs> maybe that could be next year's word. We mm. can make it popular, <laughs> but no, it's revenge. revenge. No, not not in a bad way, but as in revenge travel, revenge reunions, all those things, right? Because for for three years during the pandemic, because of all the restrictions of Hong Kong mm. specifically, I didn't get to travel and I didn't get to, as a result, have reunions with a lot of people. And this year, I got to do that. So, that's my word for 2023. Interesting. We also had a reunion, right? Yes, So, revenge reunion. <laughs> In Hong Kong, yes. Uh, revenge, that, that's a good word. And also, there's a lot of movies relating to revenge, right? Specifically, Korean drama. It's almost always <laughs> really? like uh, there's somebody <laughs> getting, I don't know, maltreated by another family and then that person you know eventually becomes successful and then he would pl- he or she would plot the revenge it's like but okay. the way you describe it does not remind me of K-drama it reminds me of Marimar <laughs> so <laughs> Marimar is the penultimate revenge story revenge story yes, yeah so I think it's not just K-drama it's really mm. global global right it's Mexican <laughs> Filipino shows also have that. You're right. American shows. Well, there is a TV series before that the title was Revenge, right? Mm. So what about you? What is your word? My word for the year is not actually English. It's Japanese. Mm. It's called Enyasu. In Enyasu means cheap yen. So yen actually all throughout 2023 has continued its depreciation. It's very weak. I remember when we first came to Japan, yen to the dollar is about 100 709 but now mm. it's 150 oh yeah, okay it's very very cheap now so it becomes problematic right especially if you're japanese and you frequent you know buying goods that are imported and or if you're traveling then the the power of the yen is very weak you you end up spending a lot more money so say for example compared to 2017 you would spend maybe 30% more um and that is why okay. Japan has been a very good travel destination for foreigners as well. Because if you're earning in, say, Hong Kong dollar or US dollar and you come to Japan, yen is so cheap. Oh, uh, you can, you right. can buy a lot more with your money. And uh, I remember uh, Monica's family uh, came over. I think it was uh, her cousins came to Japan and they, they kept on raving about, oh, my God. Food here is so cheap and deep, <laughs> deep inside of it. <laughs> Easy for you to say you're earning in dollars. You know they always convert back oh. to dollars. And it's like, oh my god, this is so mm. cheap but for us. Oh my god, it's it's so expensive for us. <laughs> okay, interesting. Enyesu. Enyesu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have thought it was related to Enya the singer, but apparently not. <laughs> Enya got sued. Enyesu. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Okay. 
So now let's discuss our personal highlights this year. Mm. And so for my first one, I already mentioned revenge travel. So that's my first one, right? Mm. So I this year I went to Macau to Singapore for a business trip to UK, so to London, but then also all around UK, like in Edinburgh and Stonehenge and all those other places. Oh, I went on another business trip to India, and then I went to Vietnam, and then went to the Philippines, and then I went again to Singapore. So yeah, that's a lot of travel yeah, that is for this year. If you were yep. to rank out of the countries you visited, what is the most memorable destination this year? I think for me it would be UK because it was because I also saw my friends who were there, right? Mm. So I other events part is the reunions, right? So two of my best friends are based in London. So me and our other best friend who is in Australia, we flew to London mm. to meet our godson. So there's a baby. And then what mattered was that you saw your friends that mm. you hadn't seen in three years or even more. Mm. So it was for all four of us to be complete. Uh, I think it was 10 or 7, I think it was 7 years because mm. the last time we were all together was someone's birthday. Mm. No, not birthday, someone's wedding in the Philippines. I see. And it's difficult, right? Because we're in different countries. Mm. So, yeah, like maybe we would have mini reunions before, like maybe only two of us or only three mm. of us or something. Mm. But this one, it's complete. So I guess that was memorable for me. And I guess one of my reali- realization during this year, after I went on reunions, you know, with them, with you, is that I don't know if it's just as you get older, but it's really your older relationships that is more memorable. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not because, oh, I went to some glamorous place because I had already been to London mm. before. So it wasn't that that I was going there. Or like, why would you spend so much money to go there again? If right. Some people would think. Right, but it's not that you don't understand. It's because I just want to see these people again. Right. It's like you miss them a lot, and when you're together, it's like I don't know. It's different. Yeah. I, I'm sure you get what I mean, right? Like you I missed did. out on a lot for mm. the past three years that you didn't see people. So whenever I saw some friends, like why did you use your miles to go to Singapore? Like that's what that's what my recent travel was, right? I said like you, you could have used it to go somewhere else, but then for me. You know, maybe this is the last time that I would get to visit Singapore because I'm going to move far away, right? So it's different. It's it's hard to explain to people who have never left their country, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure OFWs would get what we mean. Yeah, I totally understand. I think think part of it is also if you want to experience another country, if you want to experience another culture... There are a lot more avenues to do that right now, right? You don't really have mm. to be physically there. Like You can watch a documentary and learn about and be fascinated about very different cultures mm. and, and places. If you compare that to before, where maybe the only avenue to do that is maybe reading an encyclopedia, which is would bore you to death, right? And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The other exception to that is you physically go there and travel and experience. Mm. And that's what excites... Yep. People, but you're right. As we get older, people, relationships, experiencing mm. even the very mundane things. But if you're mm. with the right people, it becomes extraordinary. Wow! So another word of the year: reunion, relationship. All R's for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. So it's about. It's not about the destination, but the company. I mm. guess. 
in that sense. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still good to be able to go somewhere and experience new things. Like, mm. okay, I went to UK and actually ex- we went during the coronation of King Charles, right? Mm. I mean, not that I'm a fan of King Charles, to be honest, but we thought that it would be nice to go there because it would be more festive. Mm. And we were right. Like, people were very, you know, happier in the trains. My friend said, you know, they're usually not this. You know, you could really feel that people were happy maybe because they had extra... Leaves or something, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it was like two weekends, there happened to be another. I think it was this was April, so I guess there was like, was it Easter? I don't remember, but there were two um, holidays, holidays, two okay. bis- Mondays that were bank holidays. So it was also good for our friends; they were able to go with us mm. to other places, right? Because they they were also free, something like that. But it's fun that you also still experience new things, but it's more fun. Not in the Philippines, but if, it's more fun if you're with your, with people you like. Like I personally, don't really enjoy solo travel. Mm. To be honest, I like you know being with people that right. I like also, mm. not like random people, right? Mm. And in the end, it was still you know there were things that we planned that we didn't get to do, but it's okay. It, but it, the fun part for us was just you know get, gathering in one dining table and just mm. talking to each other again after so long. And that was really fun, yeah. Okay. All right. And my highlight for the year, of course, first as well, is travel, as, as you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's the theme of everybody this year. So we went yep. to New Zealand, um, Chicago in the U.S., uh, went to Canada as well. Of course, Hong Kong and also Singapore. Mm-hmm. But Singapore was a business trip, mm. so it wasn't really. To me, my number one probably is Canada because it's our mm. first time. And it was with family as well. So, ah, yeah. We went to Niagara area, Niagara Falls. You enjoyed it there, right? And you also met our friend Mildred. Yes, in Toronto. And her boyfriend for the voice for voice time for the first time. For the first time, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but to be honest, Toronto was a little bit underwhelming, though. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, I've felt, heard. Yeah, yeah. It felt dangerous. You can sm- it. It reeks of. Marijuana, weed. <laughs> okay. At first, of course, I didn't know, right? Because I haven't smoked weed before. But it was like there was this mm. pungent smell, and I was asking. I think it was Dread who confirmed that it was marijuana. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. So yeah, I, I felt unsafe to be honest, walking around. And mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I think because Japan is very safe, right, and Singapore as well, mm-hmm. which were the previous countries you lived in. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard that. Yeah, I know I'm moving there, but people have been saying that you know, there are a lot of homeless people, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably just need to get ready mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> yes, and you right. alluded to moving mm-hmm. to Toronto. Why are you moving to Toronto? D? It's your highlight for <laughs> the year, right? Okay. Another. Um, okay. My second highlight is I have a new job. I actually mentioned this in last mm. year's highlights, I suppose, that I got a job offer. Mm. So now I, I started on that job. So that's my second highlight. Mm. So I started in February on this new job, but it's also an old job because uh, I'm, I went back to my former bosses. Mm. Although this is a new role, it's the same thing as FPNA, which we mentioned in our accounting episode, right? Mm. So financial planning and analysis, but this time I'm handling different departments. So it still was a new role in that sense because they are very, well, they handle things differently. Mm. So 
So I still had to like learn a lot of stuff. And, and I guess in a way, it's a bit also interesting because it's new things. You need mm. to also think, how will I, you know, do these things differently? And as a result, you are that person who hates boredom in jobs, right? Like, right. oh, I keep doing the same thing. So this one, I have to you know, start from scratch for a lot of things. Mm. Like, how do I present these reports to these new stakeholders? Blah, blah, blah. So as a result, there is some sense of satisfaction when you see them turn around. Like, at right. the beginning, we would be talking to them and they look like they really need to be in this call. Like, you know, they don't like talking to finance people. But then later on, they're the ones who are excited to see us. Like, mm. oh, tell us about our stats, blah, blah, blah. So it's good, right? You mm. see that... You've made a difference. Right. You know what I mean, I'm sure, that satisfying yeah. that you know that you've done something right. You've um, done something at work. right and you're adding value to the firm. That's the most important. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good feeling. Even mm-hmm. though obviously you're also like very stressed out in the background and mm-hmm. like late nights and all these things. But there is a sense of satisfaction rather than like, you know, you're just crunching out stuff that nobody is interested right. in. Uh, I hate that part, right? Like, oh, I've worked my ass off on this thing and then nobody reacts to it, right? I would rather them give me feedback and tell me, can you change these changes? And then they're like very apologetic. I'm sorry for being, you know, demanding. No, it's fine. I actually prefer it. If you give me feedback, that means you value what I do, Mm. right? That means you're going to use what I'm crunching out. I prefer that, yeah. Yeah, and then to make it worse, you forgot to send it one time and then nobody was looking for it. <laughs> yes, and then you know that. Like, why was I killing myself for this? <laughs> I was staying late for it, but then nobody was looking for it. Okay. Exactly, that's mm. the worst feeling. But what about you? I I think you have the same job. But was there yeah. anything new on your plate? New for this year is we we picked up some old but renewed hobbies for 2023. So we used to play a lot of badminton in Singapore. Well, we stopped, oh, yeah, we right? did, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we picked up that hobby again. We've been playing regularly twice a week, badminton, and then badminton courts are very popular, so uh, we can only mm-hmm. we, we can't book in advance, so you have to be there, and then if it's so popular, we play table tennis instead. So we, mm-hmm. we kind of, <laughs> okay. while waiting for the court, we play bad, uh, table tennis, and then if the court is now available, then we play badminton. So th- that's the mm, combo. Nice. A new hobby that we are doing, and we also have been into a lot of hiking. And for the first time, we we did camping in, in Japan. Was, oh was wow! Okay. Yeah. So is it just within your district? What do you call that uh, district? Is it district? I don't, don't no, we actually went. We uh. traveled maybe uh, three hours. It's technically a two-hour trip, but you know, because of traffic congestion, we spent three hours on the road. So it's quite far. Oh my from where gosh. We are. It's a place called Chiba. So it's where mm. Narita Airport is. It's part of Chiba. Oh, okay. The, the good thing about there is it's, it's semi-camping in a sense that you don't really have to forage for food or you don't need to be in the wild camping. So what they did is mm. they cleaned up a space for you. They put some fence and then you can use the space. You can, you know, pitch your tent. You can do some bonfire you can you can do whatever camping activity you can do but at least you have that safe uh, kind of feeling that you know there there won't be any wild boars <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> in your tent so it's it's not that mm. extreme of a camping but it's not also glamping in a sense that not everything is prepared for you so you you set up mm-hmm. your own tent you you cook your own food but yeah it was fun 
it's Monica's first camping, by the way. So that was exciting for her. Oh, yeah. Mm. Actually, yeah, camping is nice. It's just my, I remember I did do that in Singapore before in mm. Pulau Ubin. Mm. My main <laughs> issue was I didn't realize that the ground would be so hard. Even though it's sand, it's actually very hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah those are the things that you notice, right? Alright, so my third highlight uh, is I was actually asked to be an official host for this Facebook group. It's called Girl Gone International. Wow, interesting. Girl Gone International. Facebook host. What does that mean, D? Girl Gone International is actually a Facebook group community, which is a... The description is, it's a fun, friendly, local, and global community offering friendship, connection, belonging, empowerment, and happiness to women and non-binary people living overseas or far from home. So, it's anyone can join. And then what's good about that group is that, you know, like meet up. So they can they create events. Mm. So obviously, this is just for women though. But it's not just um, for expats, but mostly it's... It's good for expats. This was founded by someone who was an expat herself in a different country. And she said, okay, I don't know how to meet new friends. Mm. So she made this community, right? So it's good for people. Because usually when you move somewhere, people already have their own sets of friends. And mm. they're not interested in, in befriending you, right? So, so if you join this, you will meet like-minded people who are also trying to look for new friends, right? So that's the good thing about this group. So I have been uh, joining their events before and then back in February, I co-hosted a pizza making party. Nice. So what happened was I actually posted on Girl Gun International saying, hey, does anybody want to join me? Like, you know, as a, just as a person asking for people who want to join me in this pizza thing. And then I think like very few people responded. But then one of the hosts reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to make that an official event like mm. i could co-host with her yeah so we did there were like 20 people or something who signed up and we had so much fun and then she said that you know i was good at co-hosting so she asked if i could be an official host nice. essentially for that um group so there's actually a lot of people so like is that six thousand members now or something nice. i have for example like that pizza event we also hosted a picnic so we went to a beach somewhere nice. in hong kong there were there was this nice bridge in the background and I really wanted to go there. I said, okay, I'm just going to host it there and people are going to go and I get, I, I'm going to get to see that beach, you know. Mm. <laughs> and also, um, oh, the Barbie movie, mm. which was popular this year. So I decided to ask people, hey, you want to watch Barbie together? Let's all wear pink. So we did nice. that as well. There were like maybe 30 people or something. Wow. So all in pink. It was really cute. And we also, oh yeah, we we went roller skating. That was not a good experience for me. I was not good <laughs> at that. And also uh, archery. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually a lot of um, events there's that you could do. There's a story to the events that you mentioned, right? So making pizza and what? then, okay, the pizza is done. Let's go on a picnic to eat the pizza while watching Barbie <laughs> and roller skating and archery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a lot of things to do. Those were separate Pizza events. But yeah. Like, did you create several types? Like what what kind of like Hawaiian pizza? 
you can make your own. So this the restaurant actually has this activity that you can sign up for. But the ah, thing was nobody, okay. none of my friends wanted to go with me for some reason. Like maybe that's, they don't like pizza. I have no idea. Anyway, what you do is you it's you know the wood fired pizza. Nice. Yes. You've had those, right? Yes. That kind of pizza is Italian. Right. You don't go all twenty of you at one time, like maybe five at a time or something. You go inside to their mm-hmm. um, area where they prepare the pizza. So you actually roll the dough, yeah. and then you put the tomato sauce, the cheese, and then there's like a bunch of toppings that you can put. You can decide which ones you want. Nice. But then they do the rest, like they put it into the oven and stuff. But it's still good though. It's nice that you made your own pizza, right? Mm, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Awesome, mm-hmm. GGI host. And my next highlight, it hasn't happened yet, but happening soon. I'll be coming back home to Cebu for a Christmas party. Mm. I haven't been to Cebu for Christmas in a very long time. Last year, I went back to the Philippines, but it was in Davao. So every year, our our family kind of has a Christmas party, and it's a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. People really prepare, and, and this time, we're doing it in Cebu. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, do you have um, a dance number or something? What, what's your role? Probably. So we we are hosting. I'll probably host a para obayong, but the the Visaya <laughs> version, Quarta um, Ocahon. Do you remember? Oh, that? my, that's the original one, though, right? Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it came before para obayong. Quarta Ocahon was like, don't you recall? Maybe you're too young. Maybe. I remember when I was a little kid. That was actually a show on TV. And then Pera or Bayong was in what show again? It was a noontime show, some, right? Some Wheelie. Maybe or something. ABS-CBN. Mm. So they, they actually just ripped off on that Korta Okohon, okay. I think. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm actually doing yeah. the original Korta Okohon. Yes. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah, so for, for our non-Filipino listeners... um. Pera o bayong or kwarta o kon means uh, money or the box or yes. the or the bayong What's or the, in the box. <laughs> exactly bag actually. Maybe there is something like that in US probably right. I think there was a show where briefcase. It's, what, it's what's similar, similar to, to yes, um, mm. similar to that briefcase deal or no deal. So yeah, something like would, that. So you would select a briefcase and then. The host would try to buy that briefcase for you, and of course, the the amount mm-hmm. of money inside the briefcase is unknown, uncertain, and that is why it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, a risk. Making, yeah, uh, there's a risk and reward factor, kind of yeah. thing. So it's yeah. Fun. yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm sure it would uh, be good at it. Uh, mm. you're, you're a really good host, so yes, that I'm, would I'm be great. I'm recruiting some sex bomb girls to be dancing. <laughs> There's usually like girls dancing on the side. Yeah, right? in skimpy outfits. Would yes. those be your relatives? <laughs> mm. There's no there's no game show without uh, sex Oh my girls. god. Yeah. Part of okay, the, part of the show. interesting. Mm. Yeah, but I'm sure that would be fun. Yeah, Christmas parties are actually really fun. I mean, in the Philippines, mm. right? Especially. So that's awesome. Let's move on to our podcast highlights from Spotify Wrapped. Mm. So I'll start with the first one. Okay, so to to mention again, like we said last year, Spotify is not where all our listeners are coming from, but I guess majority of them are listening from Spotify. So these are still interesting stats, right? It represents a lot of our listeners. So here we go. Um, Our top episode was episode 112, Weird Laws in the Philippines. 
it was streamed 599% more than our average wow. episode. Wow. That's really high. <laughs> yeah, people really found it interesting, apparently. And uh, apparently, we also got a lot of listeners who started on that episode. And then after that, they probably decided to listen to the rest of our episodes. Really? That was interesting. <laughs> what weird law do I remember? Maybe the... You're not... The Pana, remember? Bow and Arrow? Yes. No, I think it's the title. It's like, okay, what are weird laws? Or maybe people found it funny and then they shared it with other people or something. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe because we what? released it during bar exam when? preparation. Why? If I'm taking the bar exam and there's this podcast that no. says weird laws, and if it, how come I don't know any weird law? I need to listen to that uh, in case that comes up in the bar exam. I don't think we released it during... I don't even know when the bar exam is. But who knows, really? But apparently, that was interesting to people. I guess they they want to learn about what are weird laws, which I did not expect. But that's good to know that people like to learn new things, I suppose, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next stat is 79% of our listeners discovered us in 2023. Well, this is probably because of the weird loss in the Philippines where <laughs> yeah. it streamed six times than the normal average. Yeah, so they probably episode. started there and then they started listening to our other episodes, mm. which we have a lot of. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good though. And the next side is you were streamed in 49 countries. And Philippines was a top country, which is not really a surprise, mm-hmm. with 34% of total streams. But we have the most new listeners in Germany, India, United Kingdom, France, and Finland. Wow. Okay, India or Germany, I did not expect that. You didn't expect <laughs> that at all. Maybe because... Yes. Did we ever mention Lebenslanger sexual shots in our... <laughs> No. Okay, now you have to explain to people what that is. <laughs> it's a reference to how I met your mother in German. Mm-hmm. It means uh, lifelong journey. Treasure. Treasure. A lifelong treasure of or a dream or something. <laughs> no, it's it's treasure. actually an invented. It, mm. Yeah, it's an invented word. I think in how I met your mother, right? Is it apparently? Is it it's not real. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> You thought all along you thought it was real. Yeah. No, let, let me let me Google it. Lebenslanger. Oh. Un- unless because of how I met your mother, they added it to the German dictionary. That's their word of the year <laughs> back when it came out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it, it it essentially means it's the one, but it's not real. It's way too long, right? Lebenslanger's she shall shots. So I think it's just like um it's funny because a lot of German words are quite long, but not that long. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, apparently, literally, it translates to lifetime destiny treasure. Mm. So I think it's three words that they slung together, but I don't think Germans actually use that term. You know what I mean? <laughs> Any Germans so, listening to this, please let us know. Yes, those those people who just listen to us yes, from you Germany. <laughs> Lifetime Destiny Treasure. So it's like um, the one or whatever. And you actually wrote that on your wife's birthday cake yes. this year. She's the one. Uh, of course. That was funny, right? Because we, we went to the restaurant and I wrote that as a message for the cake. And I thought, 
they probably were wondering how come <laughs> yeah it wasn't german people who came <laughs> for the reservation it was like Like, no, we were not expecting you. We were expecting two German people, but the two Filipinos came up for the reservation. So yeah, it was a little bit strange. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the next stats mm-hmm. for the Spotify Wrapped is about our growth. D. It says mm. that we had forty percent follower increase in this year. Wow. Wow, yeah. that's big, actually, yeah. Mm, and there's some numbers to to prove that as well. So we are a top 10 podcast for 1,145 fans. Wow, Ooh. top 10. Thank you. Yeah. And then top 5 for 669 fans. And drum roll. We are number one podcast for 144 fans. Wow. Wow. And it says here that top fans listen to us four times more than our other listeners. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, very nice. Yeah. Those are good stats considering we had less episodes, a lot less episodes this year, right? It means people were still listening. Mm. Probably because we had new listeners that came in thanks to that episode about weird laws. So we should mm. think about episodes like that to bring more <laughs> something about weird Something weird, weirdo. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, and this other stat said 70% joined us for the first time this year. So I think, yeah, this confused me a bit because already we had uh, another stat about percentage earlier. So, mm. yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> I think followers. The first one was followers. Mm. So these are people who clicked on Spotify and then actually clicked the follow button, mm. right? Whereas probably the 70%, they just, you know, just fo- found just us but didn't really it. follow. Yeah, but yeah, but please follow us then. Yeah. <laughs> Those 30%, 30% people of you of the- <laughs> are you not following. <laughs> yes, please follow us, right? So that next year you can be part of the stats. <laughs> mm. And our last stat is our podcast rating was five stars. <laughs> Because we keep asking five stars as minimum, and they did. 88 uh-huh. people rated mm. us five stars. D. They were very. Mm, thank you. Mm, They're yeah, very thank obedient. You for following our instructions. <laughs> exactly, and if you were not one of those people, please mm. uh, click five stars. Okay, minimum. Mm, minimum. <laughs> Rate stars. us on Spotify, right? Awesome. Okay, so those were nice stats. Thank you, Spotify Rap. Next, we'll talk about TV shows. So, before we talk about our favorite TV shows this year, let me read this article from Time.com because I think it's relevant, right? So, it says, To say that 2023 has been a tumultuous year for the entertainment industry would be an understatement, even before writers and actors struck for months in a largely successful effort to raise wages, secure residuals from streaming platforms, and place safeguards on such existential threats to their livelihoods, such as AI. The streaming wars entered a chaotic new era characterized by cash-trapped studios scramble to turn a profit, or at least cut their losses. Industry giants like Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery, which had invested heavily in building proprietary proprietary streaming services reverse course by licensing titles to other streamers. Shows with fervent fan bases didn't just get cancelled after a season or two. Some disappeared from streaming libraries entirely. 
the dreaded password-sharing crackdown finally happened. Subscription prices skyrocketed. Mm. As the Hollywood machine lurches back into production mode, the long-term outlook for television as an art form remains uncertain. But if it's easy to be pessimistic about the future, that's all the more reason to celebrate the best of a bad year. So yeah, it was not really a good year for Hollywood, right? Because the there was a writer's strike and an actor's strike Yeah, that was going on at the same time. Yeah, that was a bit strange, actually. They were complaining about AI and... I think they were barking at the wrong tree, right? Because they they were complaining to Disney, they were complaining to the, the legacy uh, TV companies. When in fact, mm-hmm. the biggest winner in twenty twenty three was uh, Netflix, right? Because while the streamers, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. while they were creating a strike, there were no no new movies. Netflix was still making a lot of money because they they went international. If you take a look at the contents of Netflix. A lot of them are actually an adaptation of international shows that they had, right? All they did was add a subtitle or dub them to English and voila, they have new content. So (laughs) the other streaming platforms that are backed by kind of the legacy producers like Warner, Time Warner, uh, Disney, Mm -hmm. were losing a lot of money because there were no writers. But then Netflix, we don't care about writers in the U.S. We have... An international writing guild, so mm, okay. Netflix made a lot yeah. of money. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now that we've mentioned that, let's talk about our top three TV shows D of the year. Mm. And for me, it's two from Apple TV and one from where did we watch this? Maybe Netflix. So one is for all mankind. And second is Lessons in Chemistry, featuring Marvel, Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah, Captain Marvel. The the lead star of Captain Marvel also stars mm-hmm. Lessons in Commission, which is very good. And lastly, it's it's not a really new TV show, but uh, we mm. just watched it in this year. It's We Crashed. It's the story of... Nah. And I would say my number one is for all mankind. I've always been a fan of ec- uh, terrestrial kind of space exploration kind of films and, and series. And for mm. all mankind, hit all the right spots. So it was... An alternative kind of history wherein try to think about what if during the moon landing it wasn't won by the US, it was actually done by Russia, the Soviet Russia. Oh, okay, so, interesting. Yeah. So it, it was about the space race, it was about kind of the Cold War, but then it, they, they created kind of alternate histories. So it was interesting and the science was, was fascinating as well. So, so yeah, For All Mankind was my number one TV show of the year. I've heard about I haven't actually watched it but I have heard it mentioned a lot like it's a good one of the best shows on Apple TV apparently mm. so yeah maybe one of these days when I go back to Apple TV which I haven't done yet so mm. far <laughs> I will um watch that yeah and okay so as for me um I didn't really think too much about this because I was thinking what did I actually watch this year I'm not sure if I watch a lot of new content I but there were a lot of shows where they had like the last season this year, for example, Ted Lasso, yeah. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, what's that other one where where it's um, Murder Mysteries and Apple TV as well? I forgot. What is it? Murder the one with all the different Apple genres. <laughs> the after party. Oh my gosh, 
the after, after party, party, right? They also had Wasn't the last episode. Netflix? Ep- oh, it was Disney? Oh, it was Apple? No, that was Apple. That was Apple. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was also their last season. So, yeah, I guess those. Um, uh, but there was also this funny show. I don't know if it... I think it was a show in a different streaming platform, but it dropped on Netflix this year, or at least I started watching it this year, called Girls 5 Eva, which is... Interestingly, you know, it was surprisingly funny <laughs> because okay. it's about a girl band from the 90s. So I guess it was like, you know, my era, Britney you know, Spears think Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Or, or, yeah, exactly. And then they decided to like revive themselves now mm. when they're like older people. And it's quite funny. So yeah, that was fun. But I guess I would say Ted Lasso really is one of my all-time top favorite TV shows and since, you know, they came up with the last season this year, then maybe that's my pick for the year. And and, and for this year, it's um, even more memorable because I actually got to visit the Ted Lasso place, you know, oh. Richmond, when I went to London. Nice. So, yeah, we got to walk around the places where they were also walking around, you know, where they would sit, you know, that bench near the what they call this, a phone booth. Mm. So there was that place. And then my friend, my friends were sitting there. And then my my other friend and I, who are the fans, were the ones who were walking around. Right? And they said, like, a lot of people kept asking them if they could, you know, move away so that they could take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> this is a popular spot. I see. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. You know that feeling, right? When something that you only saw on TV before and then you actually get it to see... For yourself, yeah. it's special, right? Yeah, like, especially surreal. for us who don't really, you know, we don't live in New York or, we, or London or wherever mm. these places are shot. So it's it's fun. Yeah. Go Richmond. So TV series. And now let's move on to movies. Well, actually, I've only seen a cinema, <laughs> a movie in a cinema once. And it was actually with UD in Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> a haunting in Venice. But... And it's because mm-hmm. we, we've we've changed, right? We we don't really we don't want to spend money anymore in the cinema, and we just wait for it to be shown in the streaming services. And that is why a lot of the movies that I've watched this year are actually kind of old movies. Like the first mm. one is starring Tom Hanks, Finch. It's this kind of post-apocalyptic kind of scenario where he befriended mm. a robot. He created and friend of the robot so yeah Finch and then another mm-hmm. one is Billionaire Boys Club I've never, never heard of that, that movie yeah. okay it's an old movie okay and it's based on a true story wherein there's this kind of two college friends Ponzi scheme uh, in, in UK mm-hmm. so they were classmates to really affluent boys of affluent families and they kind of like mm-hmm grouped them together and believed in a dream and it was a Ponzi scheme. So yeah, it's BBC. Oh no, okay. Mm-hmm. And what's your third one? No, that, that, that's the, the only two. That <laughs> <laughs> Why? So I guess the haunting in Venice is part of it's the tree. Oh the my three, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so which one was the best? I would say Finch. Finch was really good. Okay. It was, it's really touching. Uh, it, it, yeah, it resonated with me because sometimes your best friend is not yeah, it's, it's about human? life, uh, life stories. <laughs> okay. And uh, when you are left on your own, your instincts keep, kick in and it will really measure you as a person. Like, mm. what will you prioritize? What are your values? What makes you a man? Something like that. So, 
Uh, okay. And yeah, and usually Tom Hanks has good movies anyway, mm. so probably yes. that's a good... Yeah, I've never actually heard of this even though it's an old film. Mm. But anyway, to your point about your hobbits changing, yeah, I mean, I think it's not just you because I remember I've, I've seen a lot of articles about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which used to be like, you know, if they release a movie, it's a guaranteed hit. That's yeah. not the case anymore. Yeah. Well, in the first place, their movies have really, are now subpar, right? Yeah. I don't think that a lot of movies after Endgame was really that great, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, because it was still part of the old, you know, they're the older, <laughs> not old people, <laughs> the older characters, right? Yeah. Um, but the rest, like, yeah, it's just really so-so. So I guess people are not really that interested in going to the yeah. cinema and spending money. Like you said, it's not just the movie ticket, right? Like, you're gonna probably buy food as well, popcorn yeah. or drinks, or if for people who drive, they need to park. And also, uh, it drops on Disney Plus after is it three months, six months? I, I don't recall. So you'll think like, okay, it's it's not that good. I might as well just wait for it yeah. to drop on Disney Plus after exactly you know three months. So that's probably why because the Marvels in the news is saying that the box office run is the lowest grossing MCU movie in history. So it's like, it's probably a flop. Yeah, so definitely the hobbies of people, not just you, but a lot of people mm. think the same way, right? Like I also did not watch that movie actually in the cinema. And I used to be like one of the people who are first in line. <laughs> like even before, I remember Mildred and I, we were working and you know how we, we, we always work late, right? Yeah before but we were like okay after work we're gonna go and watch i can't remember which one it was was it the avengers or something Mm. it was very late but who cares we need to watch this movie immediately (laughs) that was the vibe before but now it's like you know nobody is really that enthused about it anymore yeah so that's actually kind of sad but then another thing i think anyways because of the tv shows because before if you watch a movie it was special and You go there, you only need to have watched um, a few of the movies, which was before it was like less than 10 or whatever. But now, okay, before I watch this movie, I need to do homework. I need to watch which TV series. <laughs> so that's like, for example, the Marvels. I need to watch Miss Marvel. I need to watch Captain Marvel again if I already forgot it or whatever. And I need to watch whatever show this other third person came from. You know what I mean? So it's like too much homework. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Also, people are like, oh, I, it's not fun anymore. You know, there are too many things I need to know. That's right. So yeah, that's probably it. So it's like um, kind of a superhero fatigue, is mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, actually on my top three movies, none of them are MCU, which, yeah, that wasn't the case before for sure. Like for me before Endgame, I watched Endgame twice in the cinema. I was that kind of person, you know, but it has just completely changed. Yeah, so my movies are Dungeons and Dragons, Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and Barbie, I suppose. So, yeah, interestingly, Hunger Games also was at the beginning. I don't know how it is now, but at the beginning, the news was like, oh, it's not doing well, blah, blah. But it was surprisingly interesting. I mean, Gemma, our other friend Gemma and I, when I went to Singapore, we watched this together and we both enjoyed it, actually. It made us want to rewatch the Hunger Games movies, the original ones. You know? What is this? Uh, it's a prequel. Oh, okay. Prequel. You've seen the Hunger Games, right? Have you? Yeah. Did you? But, but Do you remember? Prequel meaning Pita's time or... Sorry, not Pita. The, yeah, it, the... No, President Snow, actually. Snow, yeah, okay. you'd think it's not interesting because why would I want to 
know about presidents now, but they were showing how the Hunger Games became what it is, which is like a reality series, right? Mm. So it's like, okay, people are killing each other, but why is there fashion? Why is there like love stories and whatnot? So it's like, mm. they were trying to catch the attention of the people because if it's just like fighting and, you know, it's just sad, right? Nobody's going to want to watch, but they kind of, you know, made it different by, you know, focusing on the life story of people, mm. blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I guess if I had to pick one movie, I don't know. Um, Barbie was like, you know, probably one of the best performing movies this year, mm. right? Along with Oppenheimer. So that means that cinema is not really dead. You just need to know how to market it or something. Mm. So movie-wise though, but I think I still prefer Dungeons & Dragons. It was kind of like what MCU movies used to be. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. It's funny and there's action as well. And, you know, there's also some emotional moments so yeah i think that was cool interesting i haven't seen dungeons and dragons nor hunger games i've seen barbie but yeah it wasn't for me uh, yeah you're not the, yeah you're not the demographic for that to close this we want to talk about what we are most excited about in 2024 so last year i ended our wrap-up episode saying that i was most excited for travel and it happened. So maybe there's some magic in this. So this year, I am going to look forward to winning $10 million in the lottery oh. or getting married to a millionaire <laughs> with a good heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay, that's that's too much probably. Well, who knows, right? Who knows? But my answer really is probably moving to Toronto, as I've already mentioned, so no need to re-explain myself, right? So... Because it's something new. I'm always someone who gets excited by new things. Nice. Like Ray, I also tend to get bored. Mm. <laughs> so that's my personality, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're looking forward to moving to Toronto, but how about Spain, D? We're supposed to be traveling together to Spain next year. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so that's what you're looking forward to. I'm also, of course, looking forward to that. Yeah, that mm. sounds, yeah, it's exciting, right? We're gonna be complete. So it's like, my London trip this year. So mm. that's for us next year when we will be complete again. Because when we're the la- Yeah, I think the last time we were complete was when you left, right? What year was that when you moved to Japan? Yeah. 20, 2016? 16, 17. Yeah, that, that time. Yeah. Oh, long time ago. Oh my God, seven years. That was, oh my God, time flies. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be eight years next year. Um, so so mm. yeah, they'll, they'll be... Really nice. I'm looking forward to planning, obviously, where we'll, mm-hmm. it'll be a reverse colonialization of Spain by <laughs> Filipinos. Watch out, Spain. <laughs> We're coming next Watch year. out, Spain. Okay, watch out. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's those are really good things to look forward to next year for sure. Mm. Exciting stuff. Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Our first cutie is from me with a double E. And she said, I'm I'm guessing she's a she. Hilarious Way to Learn is the title of of the review. And she gave five stars. I'm a Philam college student from California and I've really been trying to learn more about my culture the past few years. I've recently discovered this pod and it has taught me so much while at the same time being relatable with what I've experienced at home. 
looking forward to listening to more. So that's from me, from the United States of America. Thanks very much. Wow. I mean you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> me. And I remember when I sent this to you the first time, you were saying, oh, I'm glad to know that younger people mm. still find us relatable. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Glad for that. Thank you so much for letting us know me because you no, know, it's confusing, right? Me, you, me, yeah. You. <laughs> it's like it's, I'm talking to myself. Not me, it's yeah. you. It's me. <laughs> anyway, okay. Our second cutie is R Sendo who commented on Instagram. Great podcast. I'm in Hong Kong on a whim and was looking at podcasts for tips. You guys are funny and informative, and your laughter is infectious. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. This comment was on our episode about Hong Kong travel tips. Yeah, so maybe we should also do a travel tips episode for Japan. I think that was somebody's comment actually. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that next year. Yes. Mm. And congratulations to Arsendo. You're actually doing well. It seems like you're doing well, right? Because you're going to Hong Kong just on a whim. Oh my God. Going to Hong so Kong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. And if you want to listen to our previous recaps, check out episodes 16, 69, and 105. And also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening right now. And please, 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 for a minimum five stars, give us a rating. Minimum, minimum, please. Thank you. So that you will be part of our Spotify <laughs> statistics next year thank you thank you I'm yes you. and thank you thank you thank you Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Happy New Year